Hey, look. What's up, bro? What do you call security guards working outside the Samsung shop? I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy. This week on Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about News of the Week, TV of the Week, our top five most anticipated TV shows and movies of 2018, Manifest Episode 10 Review, Movies of the Week, and another digital review of Escape Room. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Ladies, woohoo, and woohoo, gentlemen, welcome to woohoo, another woohoo, digital woohoo episode of woohoo, another woohoo, digital woohoo, citizen episode woohoo, hundred woohoo, and woohoo, seventy woohoo, woohoo, Luke. Woohoo? Who? Who's who? <laughs> An owl? An owl who? Means that we have 30 more episodes and we can retire. Uh, is that what it is? Th- just 200 yeah. and we're done? Okay. I didn't know. No, no, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> Neither did I, to be honest. <laughs> I just... I, okay, I lied. <laughs> Maybe we will do 201. <laughs> okay, that sounds more like it. All right. <laughs> okay, maybe 202 as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about 203, but I don't promise anything. <laughs> How's your week, Ben? That's pretty good. Uh, kind of a lazy week. I mean, just hanging out and... I mean, I guess the last week was like all the Christmas and New Year's and every craziness, everything happening. This week just felt like really chill, and I watched a lot of YouTube and cleaned up around the place, and you know, pretty chill week. What about you? Yeah, no, nothing happening in my life. Nothing interesting at all. <laughs> I'm such a bad liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst liar at all. It's like I can't even say say that my week was normal without laughing. No, I, I if you don't follow me on Facebook, I got a girlfriend now, so I guess that's news. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, news enough. And you're back on Facebook. I mean, we if you're on Facebook, everybody knows that. But if you're not on Facebook, right. you don't know if Fro got back on Facebook, what, 
a month ago, maybe? A little less? Yeah. A little uh, right after Christmas, more or less. Right, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Is when you kind of started posting again. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah just three weeks, something like that. Um, yeah. And you're back I, on Facebook, I, I just, and it's still yeah. Facebook, right? It didn't change into some crazy uh, my brainwashing tool, did it? No, no. The only thing is, like, I kind of had to explain it for myself. But uh, I made this really long shit post, if you, ever, anyone wants to take a look, where I explain more or less what happened the last month and why why I came back to Facebook and things like that. But I, I will I will say this: I feel I feel more comfortable now being back on Facebook than I did away from Facebook. How about that? I think that that's bad. I think a lot of people would say that's bad that you that that makes you like addicted to social media. You know what I mean? Because you feel better now that you got your fix or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, you know what I mean. So it depends on which side you're coming from. But I get what you're saying. It's like now you can communicate with the people you were you used to communicate with uh, on there that you probably haven't been. Uh, right. And things like that. Right. I I I felt like I said in the post that I was shutting down. I was shutting down friends. I was shutting down opportunities. I was shutting down things instead of like uh, like closing my Facebook book. Uh, Facebook was a part of me closing down instead of like opening opportunities in real life. But when I opened my Facebook again, then what happened? one of the first things that happens is that I get a girlfriend like it's it's um it, it's a little more complicated than than I'm making it sound but it's it feels like I've I've closed the chapter of my life and opened up Facebook again and people just say whatever they want about social media that it corrupts people and it destroys people and things like that but uh, sometimes when you don't have a tool to uh, talk to people, is that actually making yourself better? Is not communicating to people uh, actually a fix for you? Is closing down your Facebook actually helping you because you think they are stealing your information or is it helping you getting involved with what you love and what you do. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely an argument from that side. I mean, yeah. I think there's arguments from both sides. It, I think it all is dependent on personality type more than anything. It's like mm -hmm. getting addicted to drugs or anything else. Uh, some right. people have addictive personalities. Other people are less have less addictive personalities. Um like I've smoked cigarettes in the past and I never had the yep. notion that I wanted to continue smoking a cigarette. I you know what I mean? It's never been a yeah. a thing for me to want to smoke cigarettes. Uh but there are a lot of people that are they smoke one cigarette or a pack of cigarettes and that that's it. They're addicted for the rest of their life. So I think there's a lot of um when uh, fear-mongering of social media, a lot of it does have to do with per uh the person who's using the social media and how they're using mm. it. If you're using social mm. media like Instagram and you're only posting pictures of yourself to try to get approval of in your of your looks, that's eventually mm. going to come back and bite you in the ass, whether it be when you get older and you lose those looks, you know what I mean? Right. Or 
somebody comes on there and bullies you for uh, being vain. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, one way or another, it, if you're using social media just for approval, to get a feeling of approval from other people, then it's going to bite you in the ass. Yeah, and I never felt like that. For me, for me, social media was more about connecting and doing things with my friends and talking to my friends and have a clear line of communication. Uh, am I addicted to Facebook? No. Am I sitting on Facebook 24-7 uh, fixing things and, and uh, making myself look good? No. Uh, do I use it to communicate with other people and share ideas and talk to people about podcasting or whatever I, I love? Yeah. And I think if you, if you can use it as that, as something that that helps you in, in, in your day instead of making it your day, then it's a good tool. I think 40% of the reason I use Facebook is to save YouTube songs so that I can listen to them later. It's like an, it's like iTunes. It's like a 40% of, of it is iTunes yeah. to me. If you go to my yeah. Facebook, that's what you're going to see is like every third yeah. post is a song. It's mostly because I want to save it so I can listen to it later. Or, I you know, I just want to share it and have other people be able to listen to it as well. But a lot of the time it's just so I can listen to it later or I can find it easily so I can download it and put it on an iPod or a phone or something like that. Yeah. Right. I will tell I will tell people a little like uh, uh, inside information here. Uh, Luke uh, doesn't ever message me privately uh, a lot of times, but when he does, it's usually a video <laughs> of some music he wants me to listen to. Right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, and here's any song you haven't heard in ten in ten years. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah. Because we talked about Enya last week totally on accident. I know. But I found that I know. it was this remix, like super crazy remix yeah. that was like done with uh, these weird um, kind of rock, uh, rock special effects, like rock and roll mm -hmm. music types. But yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Internet, uh, did you hear Kanye might go on the R Rogan podcast, bro? Oh, I would watch the shit out uh, of that episode. He tweeted uh should i go on the rogan podcast or something to that nature and rogan responded saying uh yeah or like uh he said uh when when should i do it or this or that and so it seems like it's going to get set up the question is is this going to be the biggest you know most viewed podcast of all time i think the other last oh, yeah. one was the alex oh, yeah. jones which was the biggest of all time will oh, yeah. this take over that I mean, and i i would this, say probably yes this will be bigger oh this will be much bigger in my my kind of part of news, and I know uh, I know our uh, our friend Jeremy is going to be so happy that we talk a little about Eurovision, because I know it's one hundred and twenty four uh, days, twenty three hours, forty two minutes, and thirty seven seconds to Eurovision. If you wanted to know, Jeremy. Oh, the but, uh, the actual. Uh, official contest, right? Not the yes, yeah. Not when we yeah. start doing Eurovision here. <laughs> no, we 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 started <laughs> we started two weeks ago. <laughs> but uh, uh, yesterday they came out with their official logo, uh, and it's ugly as hell. That's, right. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> that's, that's my opinion about it. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention, internet-wise, before we start the news, and then we'll get right into the first story, is uh, Jesus Christ needs our help, bro. I don't know if you saw this on YouTube. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, if anybody's into meme culture and you've seen a guy who yeah. plays Jesus Christ and... He was on a few websites where you could pay him a little bit of money and he would say whatever yeah. you wanted to say in his character. Um, He's most famous to doing that on uh, PewDiePie's uh, channel in the video where uh, he also showed anti-Semitic uh, messaging. Oh, right, because he was on Fiverr for a while. But he, I right. mean, he's on other places, but he's also on YouTube right now. And he put out a video about how his kids are have been taken away from him by his family and they're yep. in some kind of cult. I believe it's either, uh, Jehovah's witnesses or Mormons or something. Right. It seemed like how ironic is it that Jesus asks us about <laughs> his kids out of religion. Right. Is that ironic or not? I don't, I'm not really sure, but it was a moving video and I, yeah. from what I can tell it's legit and he has a, uh, GoFundMe. So if you want to help him out, go help him out. Yeah. Help Jesus, Christians. <laughs> right. You don't hear that on this podcast very, very much. Is you need, we need to go help Jesus. <laughs> we don't say that enough, do we, Look. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, right. And that's Jesus Christ on YouTube, by the way. Yeah. Go <laughs> and help Jesus Christ. I, I don't think <laughs> you ever hear that on this podcast again. <laughs> 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 oh. oh, I'm so bad at holding secrets. Um, uh, just a little back to the girlfriend situation. Uh, nobody knew. Nobody knew. And, and, and it's so strange that I could keep it a secret because I knew it last week. And I was going to say it last week to you. But I actually, this time, I actually shut up for once. And let it go the natural way. <laughs> well, uh, happy for you at least, and hopefully it all works yes. out. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure everything's... Let's go into the news. Right, Brexit news. I'll start this out. UK Brexit vote planned for January 15th. Uh, no plans hmm. for delay uh, from the EU exit, is what it's saying. Britain plans to hold vote in the Parliament on the government's deal to leave the EU... On the 15th, Prime Minister May spokes, spokesman said on Tuesday after a meeting with senior ministers. May again told her cabinet it was not government policy to delay Brexit by extending the so-called Article 50 notice. The spokesman added uh, the idea may have been discussed by EU officials, but not by British officials, right? Because there had been rumors that the... Some, some, that the the government, or um, May's government, had been kind of putting out feelers whether they could extend uh, the Article 50 uh, to try to keep to to get a little more time, and uh, it seems like every, nobody was having that. Uh, spokes it's almost like I predicted uh, this last week. Uh, her spokesman said, told reporters, subject to Parliament approval, a business motion, the debate will be open tomorrow. The Prime Minister said she would not cl she would close the debate next Tuesday, January 15th, uh, when the vote will take place. So, 
Mm-hmm. So, I'm yeah. sure she was. She will close the debate. There will be no more debates after that. I am a hundred percent sure that's correct. <laughs> right. There aren't going to be any protests or anything. Uh... <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, so less than a week, and so next week we should uh, have news on what happens with this vote. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Do you think they will vote? Um, from what I'm seeing, it sounds like they're going to vote no on it, but I don't know what happens after that. I guess the only thing is a no-deal Brexit, right? Yep. Um... So it's kind of like they either have to vote yes or it's a no-deal Brexit. So I'm not really... Yeah, that's a hard one. I don't know which way they're going to go. It's so... Yeah. I bet they will go with a deal just so maybe they can have a deal and then try to, like, uh, adjust the deal in the future as opposed to not having a deal and not having any leverage to adjust it. But I, I have no idea. The only problem with the deal is that... Well, not the only problem, but the biggest problem with the deal is that nobody, when they voted uh, Brexit, uh, wanted that deal. So people that voted yes to Brexit must feel screwed over such a deal. That's my opinion about it, at least. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, th- this was going to happen one way or another is what I the way I look at it, uh, as far as uh, them trying to get some kind of... Um, the politicians didn't ever want to have an actual just straight-off exit from the EU. So they were going to always try to get some kind of uh, workaround to try to keep uh, a deal together, and that's what they're trying here. I, I always knew this was going to happen. I just didn't know how... It was all going to go down. You know what I mean? As far as how it, it took a lot longer than I thought it was going to, I guess, is the main thing. And how bad it would be. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know all the details of what what's in this specific version of the of what they're voting on, uh, this bill that they're voting on. So I'd, I have to see the whole thing once it's completely voted on and approved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... America News House will open up a money laundry increase to the Trump Russia ties. Uh, it's almost like talking about this before. The uh, Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee said panel, uh, the panel starts a new session of Congress by aggressively investigating Trump's finances, contending that there's already probable cause uh, to believe his business was complicit in money laundering from Russian from Russia dating back to the early 2000s uh, hmm. Republican uh, a representative Eric Swal- Swalwell says we will open up a money laundering inquiry as to whether the Russians were laundering money through Trump's organization hmm. a member of both House Intelligence and Judiciary Committee uh, he told them to the prosecutors uh, to use a prosecutor's phrase. I think we have probable cause to do that based on Trump's family's own admissions that they had money coming from Russia. So yeah, I there. have a, I have I have a strange feeling that we we said that this was going to happen. 
Yeah, we said that most likely it's all going to end up with Trump getting in trouble for money laundering uh, because what? of... We said that? Because of his family's dealings with Russia, yeah. We said this two mm. years ago, probably. What? It's almost like we had the correct answer the whole fucking time and everybody else was blind, you say? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. there's nothing definite yet. This is just the opening of the... Uh, investigation into said money laundering but it, it does point out like we've gone this far with the trump russia so-called collusion the russia gate thing this is definitely something completely different separate than that mm -hmm. and now they're just starting to be like hey maybe we should investigate money laundering even though we we've been saying hey maybe you should ch look into money laundering for two years mm -hmm. and we're just mm -hmm. some idiots with a podcast not uh senators and congressmen <laughs> But look, podcasting is so hot. <laughs> it's the hottest new thing, bro. Yeah, we will talk about that a little later. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, no. But it's 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 almost it's almost like I feel like I want to say na 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 na. Told you so. <laughs> well, we're not there yet to the told you so level, but we're definitely at the point where we can be like, uh, yeah, we've been saying to do that this whole time, and you seem to have avoided doing that for the last two years for some reason, and focused on something that had no evidence, when this has tons of evidence, and it's very clearly yeah. true, and if you go back and look at the Panama Papers, there's even more people probably you could implicate, <laughs> including Democrats, um, like wow. John Podesta and things like that. Um that all that we're all doing the same thing, which is what we've been saying this whole time, I guess. Really, oh, the big thing. This, this, oh, sorry, yes. go ahead. No, this is going to be really interesting. Is what I was going to say. Yeah, as long as it all actually happens and they uh, and they come out with actual findings instead of it being uh, closed to the public or something like that. If we actually right. get the findings of this, it should be really interesting. Because mm -hmm. this is something I totally believe that the Trumps 100% did, was money oh, laundering yeah. with Russia. It's very clear. Oh, yeah. Last night, Trump did a big speech fro on uh, national national television from the yeah. office or whatever and saying... I saw that speech. Okay, you did. Uh, saying, yeah. this is not in our news, so we just mentioned it really quick, talking about the wall and how there's like a crisis at the border, fro. Uh-huh. Yep, he didn't, yeah. like, there were a lot of uh, kind of um, rumors that he was going to come out and, and declare a national emergency, or maybe he was going to completely close the border, one of those two things. Neither of those things happened, he just said, there's a crisis, and that's the reason the government shut down, and that was his reasoning, and then the Democrats are saying this is all just a political play to try to um, give his supporters what they asked for during the campaign, which was the wall. Uh, and this right. is, they're saying this is a play by Trump to try to um, to try to to try to work them kind of to try to get get some kind of wall so that in 2020 he can say hey I, I, I got what you wanted I, I did what I said I was gonna do the most positive thing that uh, come has come out with people talking about the wall so much is that I have gotten. Uh, a bigger love and understanding for Pink Floyd's The Wall. That's the only positive thing about this. Yeah, I've always loved that whole album. Love that. The whole love album. That album. Yeah. Hey, have you have you heard the Chinese version of Fly Me to the Moon? Of what? 
Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. Oh, uh, that, right. No, I, I've never yes. heard the Chinese version of that, no. No, because they are going to the moon. Actually, they are landing, talking about Pink Floyd, on the far side of the moon. Dark side of the moon. They already did, right. Mm-hmm. Did they find any American flags? Well, we never landed on the dark side of the moon. So they'd have to like drive around the moon and go to the other side to see if we had actually images of there. Oh, uh, I just started a video, so everybody heard this guy start talking. But that's fine. Um, yeah. It was at the top of this article that you want me yes. to read this article. I want you to read this article. Chinese space probe successfully touched down on the far side of the moon on Thursday. China's space agency said hailing an event as a historic and first major achievement for their country's space program. The lunar probe uh, launched in December and made a soft landing and transmitted the first ever close-range image of the far side of the moon, the Chinese National Space Administration said. Uh, mm -hmm. It says here, the moon is tidally locked to the Earth, rotating at the same rate as it orbits our planet, so most of the far side is, or dark side, is never visible to us. Uh, previous spacecraft have seen the far side, but none has landed on it. Right, like, if you've ever seen the movie Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks, they clearly yes. point out that, that whole thing, right? Uh, so yeah, that's the first time we've ever really landed on the dark side of the moon. Uh, there's, There's been times in my, in my life where I've mentioned the dark side of the moon, and people have said, that's not, there's no actual dark, you actually see the whole moon. People really don't believe there's a dark side of the moon. I've met people that, that they're like, how could that even be? It spins. But look, people don't believe that there is a moon in the first place, so who are we to argue? That is a good point. They, right. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a good point, actually. <laughs> so, uh, I I heard about this NBC NBC uh, journalists resigned to uh, the pro war stances as at the NBC. Why have they quit? Uh, right, he says he's uh, because he felt like he was being captive to the national security state. Uh, working for NBC, a veteran national security journalist uh, for NBC News and MSNBC, uh, blasted the networks Monday in an email for becoming captive and subservient to the national security state. Uh, reflective pro-war, uh, reflecting pro-war in the name of stopping Donald Trump. So he's saying you're being all pro-war in the name of trying to stop Donald Trump from being president. Uh, now the prime propaganda instrument, uh, he's calling, he's, this is what he's saying about N NBC, uh, the prime propaganda instrument of the war machine's promotion of militarism and imperialism. As a result, NBC, MSNBC, all, all, as a result of NBC's all consuming militarism, he said, the national security establishment not only hasn't missed a beat, but indeed has gained dangerous strength uh, and is ever more uh, autonomous and practically impervious to criticism, uh, meaning at, now that Trump is in office. Uh, this is mm. from William Arkin, a longtime prominent war and military reporter 
perhaps best known for a groundbreaking three-part Washington Post series in 2010, co-reporting the two-time Pulitzer Prize winner Dana Priest on how sprawling accountability and nas- uh, that the national security state has become in the post-9-11 era. Yeah, and I've Ooh. seen this guy before. Uh, I like him. I wa- I've always liked him. He's kind of a smart ass. I like smart asses. Okay. But this is kind of wedge. I mean, I don't he, know he I... is a wartime, war, war and military reporter. So that's what he does. Right. That's what he does for a living is report on war and military. And he's quitting NBC because, what as he calls him, um, subservient to the national security state. So if you're a war huh. reporter and you're reporting on war and the company you're reporting it for is saying, hey, or, or that you're, you're writing stories, let's say, and they're anti-war, and every time you write mm-hmm. one of those, the, your company says, oh, we, don't, uh, we can't use that. But every time you write a pro-war story, they say, hey, yeah, okay, we'll take that. After yeah. a while, uh, um, you're going to start to realize, okay, this is what they're looking for, this is what they're not looking for, and maybe those mm-hmm. don't coincide with my values uh, as being uh, as an anti-war person. Uh, so he quit because he it, because of how pro-war MSNBC is, and I think we've talked about them and CNN as pro-war propaganda in the past, especially with the whole Syria right. thing. When the oh yeah, definitely yeah. Yeah, no, I understand as a pacifist, I, I totally understand. If somebody else asked me to hold a gun, I would never do it <coughs> on the principle. So I totally understand Right. Okay. where he's coming from. And I also, I just, it also, as a journalist, if your career is, especially when your career is based on writing about war, um, right. it, it could taint your career if all the articles that are coming out um, from you are pro-war because the company you're working for is only putting out your pro-war stuff, then you're seen mm-hmm. as pro-war even though maybe you're not. So it makes mm-hmm. your... It, um, as a journalist, it's going to change your image. It's going to make... Uh, if all your stuff is pro-war, Fox is going to be more likely to um, hire you than Reuters or, or The Guardian. You see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so let's uh, but, hear a little thing yes. from this guy. Yes, let's do that. And so this was an interview he did after oh. the email came out, after he quit M- NBC with CNN, because, of course, CNN and N- MSNBC are basically rivals. So CNN right. said, yeah, of course we'll do an interview with this guy. So go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. Well, but you I, are an look, expert. I look why, at did you, why did you decide to not renew your deal at NBC rather than stay in NBC and stay in the fight? In 2016, during the presidential campaign, I contributed to about four dozen stories that were on nightly news and the Today Show uh, dealing with uh, Russian interference in the elections. In 2017, I had a a fifth of that number of stories approved. Uh, Management decisions, uh, the the, the need to cover the horse race, the immediate uh, investigations just fell to the wayside. And I needed to go and do something else. Look, I, mm. I am concerned about the world. I'm concerned about the status of our national security. I just don't believe that Donald Trump is the complete and utter story behind it. 
the national security <gasps> community itself has gotten You're not allowed to say that on CNN. And has gained strength <laughs> under Donald Trump and part of our responsibility as journalists is to cover the government, not just the president. And so I feel like people should know more. He's cursing in the church. In your, in your goodbye memo, the, the feeling that, that there's this reflexive uh, opposition to Trump that actually supports the government, right? It supports the FBI, supports the military. And that may not actually be a good thing for viewers if we're not holding the government accountable, the military accountable. I'm really surprised to hear this on CNN, well, to be honest. I just think yeah, it's ironic, even amongst liberals today, that they look at the CIA or the FBI as institutions that are somehow going to save them, or that they, these are institutions that somehow <laughs> are above That's approach. true. I mean, yeah. all of these institutions, CIA to the rescue. they be the Pentagon, the CIA, mm. the FBI, deserve the same kind of scrutiny that the president receives. And it just doesn't happen. And then you have on top of that the real problem, which is that on a day-to-day -day basis, right now, right now, Brian, we are bombing nine countries around the world. And I defy you to even name what they are. That's how bad our coverage <laughs> of warfare is. I'll be honest with you, I cannot. I think there's some incredible... Okay, we can stop there. Yeah. I mean, that was a, it was a good long interview, uh, if you can find mm -hmm. it out there. I tried to find, like, a hard copy of it. I had to find it from somebody else uh, who was also reporting on the same interview to actually find a clip for us because I could not find this interview on, like, the MSNBC uh, YouTube or website. But, um, yeah, it was a good interview. And, th like Fro said, the guy's a little bit... What's a good word for it? Uh, standoffish. He's got this very, like, yes. uh, okay, you're, you're saying things now, but, uh, I'm not, like, what you're gonna say is gonna be dumb, so I'll respond to it, but I know it's gonna be dumb. That's what his mm -hmm. attitude's like, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, but I like him. Oh, I yeah, like I, him. I like that. I like that attitude. It's yeah. hilarious to me to see, especially when he's talking to, like, one of these M MSNBC talking heads, uh, where you know something dumb is going to come out of their mouth, and that's how it looks like. he It looks like he's just waiting for something dumb to come out of their mouth. Right. Were you in ever in the army, Luke? Uh, no. I wasn't even in the KISS army. I'm, I'm not old enough to even be in that. <laughs> Good reference there, Mr. 96-year-old. <laughs> 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 but uh, <laughs> uh, the UK army recruits ads uh, uh, targeting snowflakes, millennials. Uh, what is this all about? I love these posters, by the way. Right. Uh, a campaign by the British army is calling on snowflakes, selfie addicts, class clowns, phones, uh, phone zombies, and me-me millennials to join its ranks in the recruitment driving targeting uh, a recruitment drive targeting young people uh, the campaign featuring posters and tv ads titled your army needs you suggests um, that what is seen as weakness or a character flaw by the rest of society can be seen as strength by the army the campaign states that the army could use the compassion of snowflakes and the self-belief of um, millennials and the confidence of selfie takers and the focus of phone zombies. How interesting is it that we have this article when we just talked <laughs> 10 minutes about Facebook? 
the campaign is targeting 16 to 25-year-olds, part of what is sometimes known as Generation Z. It will include a TV, uh, a series of TV and radio adverts as well as billboard campaigns. And they show you, they we see these billboard posters, and it reminds me of, like, the Uncle Sam... Uncle Sam needs you. American posters from the from World War Two, World War, uh, but this is a British kind of version of it. But it's just like a, a soldier, and then it says, "Binge gamer, the army needs you and your drive." Mm-hmm. Phone zombies, your army needs you and your focus. It should say binge gamers. The army needs you to fly drones. Is what it should say right there. But <laughs> should say that, especially uh, especially all the trouble the UK has had with drones lately. Oh, what uh, happened with that? I don't even know what you're talking. Oh, with the airport, right? Yeah, the, the airport, airport got shut down, down because of the two drones. Did they ever figure out? <laughs> I know they arrested some people, but did they ever figure out if it was uh, they, just a mistake a or? Yeah, yeah. They they arrested the couple, uh, hauled them out uh, for seventy two hours. Found out it wasn't them. <laughs> Released them. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I never heard the end of it. I just remember the. I just heard the, that they got arrested, and then never. I never really heard any more. So that's interesting. All right. So um, as a white supremacist uh, in Portland, how is your life? <laughs> uh, I don't live in Portland, and I'm not a white supremacist, so neither of those things are correct. But what? According to this, uh, I guess um, who, the people who run Portland, Oregon, I guess are uh, oh. white supremacists, right? It would have to be like the city planner, maybe, who's white supremacist. But it says here, new city policy requiring public signs on brick buildings warning that they might collapse in an earthquake is part of a long history of white supremacy aimed at forcing black people to move out of neighborhoods. Uh, the NAACP of Portland, Oregon says. Mm. Uh, on Thursday, uh, the group decried a, the policy affecting more than 1,600 re, uh, unreinforced masonry buildings that are on average 90 years old, many in areas with predominantly black population. Uh, the policy exa- uh, exacerbates a long history of systematic and structural structural uh, structural betrayals of trust and policies of displacement, demolition, and dispossession, predicting uh, predicted on classism, racism, and white supremacy. The group says, uh, meaning the NAACP. The NAACP said the policy will make yeah. it tougher for owners of brick buildings to get loans and will discourage investment. It says that the uh, that means the buildings will have to be sold, and that the developers will demolish and redevelop, increasing costs, the cost of living there, and forcing current residents out. I still don't understand how this is racist, but that's me. Uh, they're saying because of these policies, because of these signs. Yeah. It's going to cost more for the people who own these brick buildings uh, right. to maintain these brick buildings or keep these brick buildings up uh, to code as far as with the city. Right. Um, and most of these brick buildings, according to this, according to the NAACP, are owned by African-American people. Do you think 
do you think really a planning committee cares about that when it comes to air? Right? Uh, it's This is... I don't know. This is elaborated. This is kind of going out on a really, really, really long limb to make something look racist. I don't really think they care if it was black or white people owning these buildings. Because guess what? I actually believe they want the buildings to be safe. Right. It says here, uh, experts in, Port in Portland uh, say it's a risk because there is a, a close to 50% chance of a giant earthquake along the Cascadian subduction zone off Oregon's coast in within the next 50 years. Which, uh, that is true. There, like in Oregon and California, there's uh, the Cascadia fault, which is right off the coast. Uh, it's been like overdue, and we're it, they we call it the big one. Like we're just waiting for the big one. Um, every once in a while, actually, where I live, I live out in the middle of nowhere, but I'll see this um, military helicopter, which is like giant double double blades like the kind that would carry giant trucks or tanks around that kind of military helicopter mm. flies over and what they're doing is or at least what i was told it, it, they're doing is uh it's preparedness for uh an earthquake the major earthquake so in oregon our mil our national guard probably is prepared for if a giant earthquake happens and roads are so broken that people in rural areas can't get to supermarkets and stuff um our military in Oregon is actually prepared to start doing food drops in Oregon. <laughs> uh, that's the kind of major earthquake we're talking about. So yeah, I think keeping these brick buildings, uh, here's the weird thing. If they call it race, they call it racist now, right? But if they mm -hmm. weren't to do that, and then all these African American people died in an earthquake, then they would say, hey, you never told us to fix these buildings. That was racist. <laughs> you see what I mean? So it's kind of a catch 22. Yep. <sighs> no, no, this is just a, a weird case of misunderstanding what racism is, because I'm sorry, I don't think the earthquake cares about if you're white or black. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe the earthquake cares. I don't know. I mean, there could maybe be the some kind of, maybe somebody in the planning commission also... Uh, is a, a city developer, and so they have some kind of like uh, al uh, alternative uh, reason for doing this, so that they can start buying up those properties. That is a possibility, but that sounds more like um, a Saturday morning uh, movie that you would see when I was yeah. a kid than than real life. But who knows? Maybe it's real. So we talked about this mysterious attacks on diplomats in Cuba, didn't we? Multiple times, yeah. Yes. Uh, it was uh, in 2016, yes? Was it? Yeah, beginning in 2016, and it lasted for a while. The first time we covered it, we covered it in when we were doing CAA heart attack gun as the main topic. Right. And then later, I think sometime in the middle of this year, we had covered it uh, because they had come out and said they didn't believe it was a sonic weapon uh, they believed it was something else, and now they're coming out and saying they even think it's something different. Yeah, so what is it? 
Uh, it says here, beginning in late 2016, a mysterious illness befell U.S. diplomatic uh, personnel and families, in, family members in Havana. Specialists said the symptoms described by those afflicted were buzzing, grinding metal, uh, piercing squeals, and humming, and were similar to brain dysfunction caused by concussions. The U.S. Ooh. government personnel in Cuba reported hearing these weird, loud sounds, along with feelings of changes in air pressure. Uh, in the homes owned and maintained by the Cuban government. Although there is no history of head trauma, the symptoms reported were consistent with he uh, brain injury. Wow. Some U.S. officials suspected uh, health attacks were intentional, perhaps perpetrated by Cuban or Russian governments. Mm -hmm. But new re because research... Russia, Ru Russia has time for that, you know. <laughs> right, Cuban and the Cubans and Russians are still working together because it's the it's the seventies from. Um, yeah, nineteen seventies. Uh, but the new research has implicated other culprit in the noise, very loud Ooh. crickets. Cricket. Crickets. Okay, scientists analyzed the recordings of the sound and reported wow. uh, related they related to incidents released by the Associated Press in two thousand seventeen and found it matched the chirps of Indonesian short-tailed crickets. Uh, in duration, in pulse, repetition rate, power spectrum, pulse rate stability, and oscillation per pulse. I was going to ask you, what is their Latin name? Oh, I don't... Uh, Arugulus selenticus... Uh, tictus. Tictus. Yep. Tictus. Tictus. Yes. So they're saying yeah, no. that these uh, attacks weren't attacks at all, that they were crickets. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it says here, the uh, personnel in Cuba reported hearing weird sounds with feelings of changes in air pressure uh, in the homes owned. So were these crickets changing air pressure too? <laughs> that doesn't really explain I mean the air pressure change. It depends how many crickets there were. <laughs> I still that still would not change air pressure. Uh, of course it would. If if a thousand, um, let's say a thousand crickets move their cricket bone up and down, up and down, up and down, there will be changes to waves in the in the air, wouldn't it? But not air pressure. That's different. Well, wouldn't you think it was air pressure because you felt... It would take more uh, than a thousand sounds... crickets to change, to, like, create any <laughs> I, kind of, like, physically... Like, uh, you're right. You're, what you're saying is, like, if you take a giant speaker and you stand next to it, you can feel right. the waves of air. Yeah, it would yes. be a lot of crickets for that to happen. Extreme. <laughs> you know... <laughs> I'm sure it was uh, cricket, uh, cricket uh, Coachella that day, or something like that. Yeah, I have a hard time believing this cricket theory. I think this may be a cover-up, bro. Um... <laughs> wow, you don't say. <laughs> wow, it doesn't sound like a cover-up at all, crickets. I so believe this story, said nobody. Absolutely nobody will. I don't think it. anybody believes this story, right? But uh, nope. whatever. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> the official story. Mm -hmm. I believe it. Hey, do you like to compromise? 
Well, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. We compromise when we make this podcast. All and the time, look. I guess, yeah. Yes, we do. And look, guess what? Tron is going to tell the truth about compromising. This is Tron where Tron tells the truth. It says that polit- politicians should stop repeating themselves. But sometimes you have to repeat a message again and again and again to people understand it. I repeated many times that you have to vote, and the result of not voting, you already seen. Yes, you have Trump. Result of voting, you saw what happened. Yes, you won. Democrats won Congress. Now Elizabeth Warren is the first candidate out as a presidential as going for president, but maybe she will not encourage everybody. Not not very light every people's fire. But I repeat again, politician is not about lighting fire, it's about, about getting some reason and things done. Maybe not, Democrats are not going to find a candidate who's going to be the big leader here, inspirational beacon. But more of the same, you will see what happened. Yes, more Supreme Judges to the Republicans, more conservatives, we will stop every progress there is. Because they are on middle ground. Some people say, I don't want to vote for either, either of them. But, you know what? You cannot always be neutral. Neutrality does not always exist. Neutrality is something some people just use to, like, make themselves feel good, but everyone else get miserable. If you don't vote, you are part of the problem. If you say, no, I will not go for the best uh, alternatives and vote for something completely bullshit, yes, you are also part of the problem. I wish that the United States have a party democracy as Europe, or like Norway, where we have several parties, but you don't. And until that day you do have that, you just have to do your duty before you can change it. Because on the way to change, there are some compromises to be done. Because world, life, marriage, everything is about compromises. If you think that you're going to win someday, have a, a spiral beacon with a big majority. That's not how politics get done. Republicans know how politics get done. That's why they're winning, even they did not have the majority. This was Tron with Tron tells the truth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron uh, telling us not to compromise, or whatever he told us, because to be honest, we haven't listened to it. <laughs> we haven't even heard it yet. Yeah, he just sent it to me this yeah. morning. We, I didn't even have time to send it to fro or do anything so hopefully it's good whatever Trump said it was really good Trump yes we listen to it every time <laughs> we usually do which okay so uh, did you know we have an email address it's another digital citizen at gmail.com but I think we have two difficult email address but it is another digital citizen in one word at gmail.com I guess it could be too difficult. I think I tried to find ADC, and I think that was taken. So we'd have to find some yeah. other, but I, I don't know. I don't think, I, email, I don't know if anybody's sending email anyways. No. Uh, also, uh, you can join our Facebook group. We have 269 members as we talk. Uh, there you can read about this uh, Florida woman chasing uh, parents with knife after they've refused to take her to Outback. Like uh, uh, War for Florida, we should say this was posted by Bill, aka Wrestling Man. 
officers in Florida arrested a woman who attacked her parents after they refused to take her to Outbox Steakhouse Wednesday night. Investigators said that Diana uh, Michelle Seltzer's mother claimed to take her to the restaurant. The 28-year-old began punching her mom in the chest and arms. Her father saw what's happening and intervened, but he suffered scratches to his face and upper body. Authorities said Seltzer flipped over a large table and tore up furniture before grabbing a knife. She chased her father, screaming, I'm going to kill you, police told local media. Fortunately, dad was able to grab her arm and wrestle the knife away. Responding officers found a glass dining table, flipped over broken glass all over the dining area, and a large knife. Seltzer faces charges for battery and assault for their deadly weapon. What a story. That's Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about the story from Australia of the guy who the police came to his house? Um, no. Uh, the police were called because the neighbors heard him yelling, Why won't you die? Like really loud over okay. and over again. And it turns out there was a spider in, in his living room. Oh. <laughs> but in Australia, hey. you know, Australia, yes. spiders, never, right. Nev- never seen a spider in Australia. Hey. Uh, Manifest uh, episode uh, 10 review, or as I call it, uh, where they tell us what podcasting really is. Yeah, it's the hottest new hottest new trend, bro. <laughs> That's not what, what what he said, though, but we will talk about it. Okay. <laughs> he said, uh, uh, because he, he was, uh, they were, yeah, let's... Let, Episode first. What was the episode for about? Oh, right. Description. Uh, it's called Crosswinds. Kayla mystifies... A mystifying next-level calling launches her on a mission that brings her relationship with Jared to a head. Determined to protect his family, Ben explores an alternate, alternate meaning to Michaela's calling that leads him to a new alliance and a powerful new adversary. Cal's struggle with Ben... Mm-hmm. With Ben's absence from home, forces the Stones into an agonizing confrontation that could alter the family's fabric forever. Yeah, and Ben went to this uh, interview guy and uh, he said, uh, come on my podcast. And Ben asks this podcast guy, isn't like podcast over? And the podcast goes, uh, guys goes, and I quote, it's hotter than ever. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Uh, yep. And this, I don't know if you used to say guy. It's, I think they're trying to portray him as, as like a high school or like early college age kid. Right. I think is what it's supposed to be. He, I mean, he's clearly an adult, but they're trying to portray him as yes. a kid. Um, and he, for some reason, trusts this kid, even though the kid's podcast is all about uh, the plane uh, coming back, right? As far as like, or yeah. even disappearing in the first place, and for some reason, he just implicitly trusts this kid, even though he doesn't trust anybody else. <laughs> and I, as as fast as I uh, I heard that uh, quote, I, I sent a message to Luke said, and I said, "Did you know podcasting is hotter than ever?" I'm so happy. Manifest told us that. All right. When I was watching it, when I, when I thought I didn't even. <laughs> 
think of the line. I was just thinking, did they, did they write this part in because they heard us reviewing the show? Like, what the hell is this all about? Clearly it's not. But it was like they come back from the hiatus uh, or the, you know, the five-week mm-hmm. break, and the next episode has a podcaster guy in it. It's a little weird. Yeah. Uh, but I guess... They the, missed us. They missed us, I think. Right? Uh, reviewing I, their shit show. I guess the big thing in this episode is we find out that there there's somebody called uh, what did they call her the general what was it what was yes. it called right and Something somebody we've like never seen before but is apparently no. running this whole underground uh, group to try to find uh, the holy grail is what they're calling it in this episode right. which they believe is Cal which is uh, Ben's son they believe Cal is right. the ho- uh, holy grail and this. General doesn't know about it. <coughs> Lots of pseudonyms for things. Um, uh, do you know who the general is? Because I think I already know who it is. I have a sneaking suspicion. Yes. Who do you th- do you think it's the TED Talk lady? I'm thinking it's the TED Talk yep. lady. Okay. Is yep. it is it that obvious? <laughs> okay, that's what I thought too. I was like. <laughs> I was, I was like, oh, so it's the TED, TED Talk lady. <laughs> right, because it was so... When we first saw her, it was very clear, this lady's going to be a bad guy. And then, she, like, next yeah. episode, she's a good guy. And now it's very clear I she's know. just infiltrated the group, mm-hmm. is what it is. And she's the general. Um, I'm sure we're going to be right about that. But if we're wrong, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll say it when we get there. But who knows if yeah. we'll even find out who this character is by the end of the season. You know what I mean? Uh, but that was kind of the cliffhanger is uh, the informant, the girl who uh, at the end of uh, episode nine, we found out was a double agent. She gets called into the general's car because she throw threw her phone into the water because it looked like the double agent was like, I'm not going to be a double agent anymore. I'm on the side of the survivors of the right. plane crash or the plane. Um, it's not a plane crash. What do, what do you call it? Survivors of the plane Happening, whatever it is. Happening, yeah, whatever. Disappearance, right. Uh, seemed like she was going to be on their side, but now the general's kind of forcing her to not be on her side. So what we get is, we were kind of, didn't know how to feel about the, the the double agent at the end of episode 9, but now in episode right. 10 we're realizing that she's being forced to be a double agent. So, that's our cliffhanger. Uh, the mom is still a bitch. Oh, right, and then Michaela woke the one guy up with her brain power. Remember, the one yeah. guy who was one of the people they were testing things on, and he woke up, and it turns out he has amnesia. They go and find his wife, and it turns out he's a wife-beating, like, maniac, like, just horrible person, but he has amnesia, so he doesn't remember that he's a wife-beating, maniac, horrible yeah, person. Yeah, so it's okay. It's okay for some reason. Right, because amnesia never is not reversible in any way whatsoever, ever. So no, he's no, not no. going to remember his wife beating ways. So I don't know. It, yeah, that whole thing was dumb. And then we, of course, got the return in this episode of our step, <coughs> stepdad. And we had the whole stepdad confrontation with Ben. Oh. And Ben backs down saying, oh, I'll leave and let you guys be or whatever. So. Oh, she's such a bitch. I hate, I hate her. I, like, the stepdad I, is is just as bad. I think, yeah. Oh yeah, both of them, both of them. Like he Ben looks like this really good guy that really wants to make his family happy, and all they do is fuck with him. Like it's like 
if if his wife doesn't do it, this guy does it. Like it it, it is a soap opera with two villains, and we're supposed to like the villains. <coughs> and and that's part of the story just doesn't fit. It feels like it, it takes you out of what you're actually following because it always. It's always kind of like the secondary or third even story, and it's just I hate it, and it's so annoying. Yeah, it doesn't need to it be there. So, uh, so strange. Uh, what would you give this episode? Uh, a six. Yeah, it's a six for me as well. I just got the weird thought that the stepdad probably works for the general. He's probably a bad guy, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I of just thought so. of that just now. Okay. Of course, yes. Yeah. And I mean, uh, will we ever get to know anything more about this statue? I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> the statue? Yeah. No, we'll never hear about that ever again. <laughs> Remember when they told us that that was going to be a thing for three weeks? And then just disappeared? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, TV. I watched so much new TV this week. It's almost incredible. I will start with something that you never heard of because you didn't talk about it last week or something. Okay. Uh, I watched all the episodes of a really strange Australian show called Bloom. Right. Yeah. I have not finished it yet. I only watched. I watched four episodes. I was on the fifth, and I didn't finish the fifth yet. So. Okay. I believe yeah, there's, what, uh, six or eight episodes? Six. No, six. Six, okay, so I'm almost there. I'm almost there. It's really slow. Really um, slow. <laughs> really slow. But uh, but I like it. It's, um, um, it's Benjamin Button if Benjamin Button was good. <laughs> All right, I I, 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 never, I never made the connection to the movie that movie, but I guess so. Um, do, you, do you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I just never thought about it like that. But yeah, right. it's 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 a sci-fi mixed with a soap opera. Like it's very soap opera, like you said, Fro. Um, yeah, but it's got its. The thing is, it's really well shot, and the acting's pretty good. But the story is. Yeah. Uh, no, the story is. <laughs> The story is, is 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 trying to be more convoluted than it is, and the story doesn't really understand that we it doesn't really need to show us all the things that the story is trying to tell us. And uh, sometimes I got really really irritated by this show, but the last episode, I am going to admit, I felt a little tear. Oh okay. I'm gonna have to watch it yeah. then. I'll definitely get to it this week. Uh, just but I give this season a seven and a half. Seven. Oh, so that's good. You know, yeah. in the middle of really good and kind of good. So I would yeah. agree with that at least from the stuff that I've seen. I, I still have to see the end and uh, who knows? The ending could change my mind one way or another. So we'll see. Oh, I've seen so much. Uh, have you watched anything? Well, I just wanted to point out that we talked about Timeless in the two-part special. Yes. Turns out that was the series finale, Fro. That was the wrap-up. Oh. Like, and Season two, remember, we had heard that it was going to get canceled, and then we had heard that right. it was going to return. Well, apparently then it right. got canceled again, and that two-part series was the wrap-up of the whole show. <laughs> 
So okay. that was, but I even remember the first time it got canceled, we had talked about, they had discussed, hey, maybe we should do like a movie kind of thing yeah. to, to wrap. That was the movie wrap up. We, we just didn't know okay. it. And so I was even, when we were doing for our main topic, uh, TV shows we're looking forward to, I was like, oh, yeah. Timeless season three. And then I went and looked it up and I was like, what? This is canceled. What the hell? Okay. I, but I, I, I'm okay with that. I mean, it was, it was a, a decent ending. ending, right, of the show, yeah. and now I, we can recommend people go watch the whole thing. Uh, oh, definitely. And, yeah, I think it wraps up pretty good for, uh, f as an ending, but, like, at the same time, it kind of left an opening for a third season. Maybe they were trying to get Bye. picked up by another network or something, so who knows? Who knows? Uh, more episodes of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire UK I watched this week. I'm trying to save the big two things that I know we're going to talk to to the end. Uh, Americans Got Talent Champions is back with a winner and people that has been on the show before competing to be the best of the best. Okay. Uh, anything else you watched or other than those two things that I, you know I'm going to talk about? I, I think there's three things... But one of them that I told you I was going to watch, I didn't watch. The most depressing okay. one. So, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, surviving? Yes, I did not watch that. Yes. Uh, surviving R. Kelly I saw this week. Uh, I saw all of it. Uh, this was so hard to watch. Uh, I knew about the story before. I think everybody that's didn't know about this story, it's blind. Uh, but uh, this was so incredibly good made. Uh, a mini-series, a documentary. I will rate this series uh, 8.5 out of 10, actually. I really, really liked it. Okay. I tried to, like, I, I tried to get into it, and I couldn't do it. I think I would just... I was feeling a little bit, like, especially, I don't know if you noticed on Sunday, Fro, but my anxiety was, like, through the roof, especially over the weekend. Uh, right. I, I didn't think that watching that show would help it. It probably would increase it, so I decided to yeah. avoid it. Um, so, yeah, I, I was not in the headspace to be watching a show like that this week. Otherwise, I would have got around to it. I tried, but just beca mostly because it was such huge news. It was like... Right. When the first episode came out, Twitter exploded, and uh, the news was uh, going insane all over this thing about how how many people were watching it and how uh, crazy it was. And then it's kind of fallen off over the week, but... I mean, it is crazy, but it's also a really good documentary. Like, that's what I liked about it. Uh, apparently, it's... according to what I've seen, a lot of the people who are implicated in this say it's a lot of it is lies. So don't trust everything you hear in it, but, you know. Uh, I mean, do you have to trust it even saying it's a good documentary, though? Because it's from their point of view. I, I mean, mean, when I you say good documentary, there's a good documentary, and then there's a factual documentary. And I wasn't right. saying it's not good. I'm just saying maybe not as factual as it's presented to be. You know what I mean? That's all I was saying. Probably not. Anything else you watched? Well, I know we both watched this, The Masked Singer. Another thing that kind of exploded yes. on Twitter and in the news. Uh, one of the, at least here in America, people were uh, 
all about this show, even though I thought it was terrible. Why don't you tell us what you thought of it? Yeah, I fucking loved it. <laughs> I don't like singing competition shows. I should point that out, but continue. Sorry? I People know that I don't like singing competition shows to begin with. So uh, right. there is a very low chance I was going to enjoy this, and I didn't. But what do you think, Fro? No, I, I thought the concept uh, was funny. I thought the judges was weirdly assembled. It's uh, the biggest who is who. Like how 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 did they make this four people judges? I don't. General how does Park. Ken? How does Ken Jong have any uh, ability to judge singing? Judge singing? Yeah. yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, I like the costumes. Uh, I like the costumes and the co- concept more than I maybe liked even the show. Uh, it is as fake as hell, and uh, yeah, it's one of my new favorite shows. Uh, I know Bill hated this with passion, and I understand you hate it as well. Yeah, it's clearly, when you say fake, you do mean that the judges know who everybody under these... Yes, co- yes. Right, the judges do not, they do, especially for Ken Jong, who is an actor, he does a horrible job yeah. acting. Like he doesn't yeah. know because it's very yeah. clear they know. They, it's like the worst yep. acting job ever. I mean, I don't blame Jenny McCarthy because she's a terrible actress to begin with. Uh, right. But him, I kind of expect a little more out of. Right. Overall, uh, I don't like co- the singing competition shows. I thought mm-hmm. s- some of the costumes were all right. They were interesting, but they're a little weird and creepy. Especially uh, the bird with the gas mask. It's like some kind of yeah. like. I don't know. That's just weird. It's some kind of post-apocalyptic bird. Um, That's my favorite costume, funny enough. Oh, okay. It just, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense with the rest of them, where it's like some of them are like these, it looks like it'd be on a kid's show or whatever, and then that one's got a gas right. mask, like it's in like some kind of post-apocalyptic uh, Sesame Street or something. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but overall, I gave it a 2.5 as a show. I... I gave this an eight, but uh, I had so much fun with it. I I love this show, but I love shit. So well, you like those, you know, singing shows and the dancing shows, and I don't like them. Yeah. And so it just depends on what you like. Some people like things other people don't like, and yeah, I mean, you like Eurovision, so that probably helps a lot. Every time we say the word Eurovision, I know uh, uh, Jeremy goes like, oh, don't say that word. <laughs> he cringes every time we say that word. Right. <laughs> we still got a ways uh, to go. Yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> anything else you watched? Just one more thing. I watched a TV show on the History Channel called Project Blue Book. Did you get to check this out? Oh. For yeah, do you know what I watched this evening? I watched the same thing. <laughs> All right, yeah, came out yesterday, uh, season one, episode one of Project Blue Book. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, Project Blue Book we covered on the show as a main topic, which was about how yep. uh, it was from a Canadian guy who said that the governments were going to use fake alien invasion to try to trick us into a one world government and one world religion. This show was not about that at all, at least in episode one. No. No. Well, the ending was kind of strange, but... 
I guess we. But I mean, but as far as it being about what we covered, Project Blue uh, Book to be, no, no, right, exactly. It uh, not what we covered it to be, but, um, but right, it, it's still a pretty good show, especially for History Channel. I was quite impressed because History Channel is not known for doing quality productions, and I actually really enjoyed the. Uh, the acting and, and the set design, uh, the whole 1950s look of it, um, it did mm-hmm. feel like they were kind of stealing from Mindhunter a little bit. Yes. yes. Um, like they were maybe not stealing, but were influenced by it, especially the scene where uh, he comes up with the term UFO, just like they came up with the term yeah. in Mindhunter. It was like the, almost the exact same yep. line. Um, yep. And it's got, you know, the military guy working with the science. It's very much like Mindhunter in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. But I actually enjoyed it. I'm going to watch episode two and probably continue to watch the whole season. What do you think? Me too. I really enjoyed this. Good acting, good sets, good storyline. I I was pleasantly surprised, as they say. For a History Channel show, too. I was like, I was... A, yeah. When I told you about this, I was expecting it to be crap, just because yeah. of the channel it's on, and it turned out uh, it's pretty good. Overall, would yeah. you give it out of ten, Fro? Uh, the first episode, uh, I would give it, give it an eight. Wow, okay, I only give it a seven, but we're still pretty yeah. close, I guess. I mean, um, there were certain things, I think the thing that really hindered it for me was that the whole idea that I already know what Project Blue Book is, and it right. basically had zero to do with it. It had more to do with kind of uh, what we hear of the history of Roswell. Right. With the whole weather balloon theory and all that other stuff. Um, but maybe this first episode is just trying to get us into the how Project Blue Book started, Right? Right. And then we move from here and they start Project Blue Book in episode two or three. <clears throat> that makes sense to the me. Ending, the ending was really mysterious, to said Mildly. Right. And we find out about the blonde lady who turns out to be kind of yes. a, another double agent. And um, episode four is called Operation Paperclip, which we covered in the main topic on the show pretty recently That's about. Well. Nazi yeah. scientists and rocketry and everything. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to the rest of the show. Definitely. Uh, I watched more than Luke, so I will fast go against uh, through those things. I watched uh, Miss Busters Jr., uh, the first uh, episode of that, uh, the duct tape special. Um, uh, who, who is not the one with the beret again? What is his name? Oh, the one not with the Bray or one with the Bray? Without. Without. Uh, Adam. Adam. Adam is the main host with kids, and they do experiments. Uh, Miss, Miss Busters style. It felt like Miss Busters, funny enough. Yeah, I can't see Jamie being the host of a kid's show. That would be a little awkward, no. I think. <laughs> uh, but I, I give this uh, first episode... Uh, uh, 6.5? 7? Alright, right, yeah. cool. Um, so a lot better than that. the last Mythbusters thing they came out with, yes. which was pretty bad? Okay. That was horrible. Uh, I also saw the first episode of the Titan Games with JC! Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. Yes. 
Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. DJ. No, they called him DJ. DJ. Okay, <laughs> not JC. Yes. <laughs> JC. I don't know. DJ. Go, yeah. go and help JC, everybody. Yes. Uh, help Jesus out. Uh, but uh, that was the most interesting thing about that show, I think, was they called him DJ because uh, the whole time. And I was so like, who's DJ? Oh, his name is Dwayne Johnson. Okay. I didn't understand that. But other than that, it is a generic uh, look how strong I am show. Uh, it's uh, if you have ever seen uh, one of those American Ninja Warrior. Yes. Okay. Or anything else like that. It is ex exact the same thing as that. Uh, but because I like uh, Dwayne or DJ as they call him the whole time. DJ, uh, right. Yes, DJ. Um, I will give it a 5.5, I guess. Now on the stage, Anabiza, DJ Rock. Um, <laughs> DJ Rock, yes. Right. Uh, did you ever see uh, the uh, Stone Cold uh, version of the show where it was like a Broken Skull Ranch? Did you yes. ever see that? Is it like the same yes. show except with The Rock? Yes. Okay. Well, not really, but it's it's more American Ninja than than that. Okay. Uh, but uh, that's was all I saw this week. Coolio. All right. Whew. Are you ready to talk about things that you're looking forward to in 2015? Oh my gosh! I, I forgot to write something down. Actually, I did see something else this week. Uh, season twelve oh, oh. from episode one. Street Outlaws, by the oh. way. That show is still on the air and still popular. And I'm not really sure how that is, but season 12, by the way. All right. So you're not going to make fun of me saying 2015? Did you say top movies of 2015? Yep. That's when we started this podcast, from. <laughs> I don't know why. Are you, are you ready to talk most most anticipated TV and movies of 2015, I said? I don't know why. <coughs> uh, let's talk about 2019 instead, because if we will we'll go back and say what we were looking for in 2015, I think that would be a strange list. Uh, do you have your list of what you said last year? Oh, right. Uh, let me go back. Going back in time. Okay, so movies. Oh. Is this right? Right, here we go. My movies, number five, Holmes and Watson, which I guess turned out to be terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, number four, Mandy, which actually I never saw, but I think yep. Fro said was it really was good. It was on my list. It was on my list, yes. Uh, the Darkest Minds. I don't remember that yeah. being a movie. Okay. Maybe it got the name changed, and you know what I mean? Uh, because this next one did get the name changed, God Particle, which ended up being the Cloverfield par Paradox, actually. Right. They changed the name uh, before it came out. And then my number one was Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Which ended up on my worst of the year. Right. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> it was it was my number two last year, and I had it on my list as well, so... Who am I to talk? But uh, do you want me to begin this list? 
Yeah, sure. We're number five. My number five is Avengers Endgame. I don't know if you heard about this little independent movie. Um, it's uh, adrift in space uh, with no sp- uh, food and water. Tony Stark sends a m- message to Piper Potts as his oxygen supply starts to dwindle. Meanwhile, the remain of the adventures, Thor, Black Widow, Captain America, and Bruce Banner must figure out a way back uh, to bring back their uh, Wingitchet allies for an epic showdown with Thanos, the evil demigod who decimated the planet and the universe. Uh, this comes out the 26th of April. 2019, and um, yeah, I'm a little surprised by myself that it's so low on my list. <laughs> sure, I guess so. Uh, my number five, I went with the new Pet Cemetery. Uh, cool. Dr. Lewis Creed and his wife Rachel relocate to, from Boston to rural Maine with their two young children. The couple soon discover a mysterious burial ground hidden in the deep woods near their home. When a tragedy strikes, Lewis turns to his neighbor, Jude Crandall, uh, setting off a perilous, chain of rea- a perilous chain reaction that unleashes an unspeakable evil with horrific consequences. Since it's going to come out April 5th, uh, don't always trust these dates when we say these dates because things can get no. bumped around. When, uh, especially like Holmes and Watson, I remember, was supposed to come out at a far different time than it did this time. Right. Uh and yeah, this is directed by Kevin Klosh and Dennis Widmer. Cool. Yeah, uh, I have that as my honorable mentions. Uh, I have another Stephen King thing a little higher than that, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, this is one that my... I feel like I could be very disappointed by, but also could be very yeah. pleasantly surprised by, but I, it's the original is one of my favorite movies. So, Love that movie. My number four is a movie called Dumbo, a young elephant, oversized ears, enable him to fly, helps him uh, surviving a struggling circus. But when the circus plans new venture, Dumbo and his friends uh, discover dark secrets in its shiny veneer. Uh, Directed by Tim Burton, uh, this is my last chance with Tim Burton because he can fuck himself sometimes. I hate him. Uh, <laughs> okay. Tim Burton's last movies has not been very good to say it mildly. Uh, Eva Green, Colin Farrell, uh, Michael Keaton, Diana DeVito, Alan Arkin. I mean, the list of actors in this looks uh, amazing and the trailer looks amazing as well. Okay, my number. F- but I, 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 it's it's so low on my list because I I've stopped tr- trusting, I tr- stopped uh, trusting uh, Tim Burton. Okay, uh, my number four. Um, this one's a little. It's got two names as of right now. because uh, it's ca- and it's also called Untitled. Okay, so I'll. Untitled Mr. Rogers Project slash A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood slash You Are My Friend <laughs> uh, yeah. is my number four. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Two-time Oscar winner Tom Hanks portrays Mr. Rogers in an untitled Mr. Rogers uh, Project, a timely story of kindness, triumph, and cynicism based on a true-life story. Uh, French uh, Friendship between Fred Rogers and journalist Tom Junod. Uh, coming out October 18th, according to this, uh, Mar- Marel Heller was the director. Like I said, starring yeah. Tom Hanks. My number three is It, Chapter Two. Uh, this will come out September 6th. The evil clown Pennywise returns 27 years later to torment grown-up members of the Losers Club. Uh, directed by Andres Mochetti, Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader, James McAvoy. It's It. Part two. I mean, what about it can I not look forward to? It was amazing. Uh, let's hope uh, part two will be as as uh, amazing as uh, part one. As far as sequels to horror movies go, your chances are low. Uh, if, if history has anything to say about it. <laughs> I know. All right, my number three? Yep. My number three, scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, teens band together to solve the mystery of the macabre deaths in their small town. Uh, me, uh, directed by a- Anders Overdahl, a Norwegian director, Fro. Yep, I love uh, this. But the screenplay, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> yep. Uh, main reason I was interested, and also this was one of my favorite books when I was a kid. I had all of the scary stories to tell in the dark books. I think there were three of them, I believe. Love those. And I remember loving yes. those books when I was a child. Um, so it, this is definitely a nostalgia pick, as well as Guillermo del Toro is involved in it, uh, as as well as producing it as well. So that added to it. My number two is a movie called Us from 2019, funny enough. It will come out uh, March 25th. Uh, It's directed and written by someone called Jordan Peele. I don't know if you heard about him, Luke. I have, yes. (laughs) Haunted by explained unresolved trauma from past and compounded by a string of airy... uh, uh, coincidence, Adele feels her paranoia elevated to high, uh, high alert as she goes increasingly certain that something has gone bad to uh, befall her family. After spending a tense beach day with her friends, the Tyler's uh, Emmy winning Elizabeth Moss, Tim Heather, Kelly Sheldon, Nic- Neil Sheldon, Adele, and her family. Return uh, to vacation home. When darkness falls, the Wilsons discover the silhouettes of four figures holding in hand as they stand in their driveway. Us pits endearing family against the terrifying, uh, sorry, against the terrifying and an uncanny opinion. Doppelgangers of themselves. That's my number two. Your number two. I feel like me and you switched our number two and number one, but my number two is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In 1969, Los Angeles, a former Western star and his longtime stunt double struggle to find success in Hollywood. 
that they don't recognize anymore. Uh, screenplay, Quentin Tarantino, produced by Quentin Tarantino, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Margaret Robbie, and Brad Pitt, as well, uh, and, and other people. Uh, coming out July 26, 2019. Mm-hmm. My number one is uh, called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's uh, Quentin Tarantino's ninth future film. Uh, that has the story from Los Angeles in 1969 at the night of the hippie Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Right, and my number one yeah. was Us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, for, by, directed by Jordan Peele, right? Uh, Bloomhouse production, we should mention. Bloomhouse always does yeah. good stuff as well, so. Yeah. But it's 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 funny that we, 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 we totally agree of number one and two. Just not where where to have them. Sure, I mean, in theory, I probably could have gone either way, but I'm more, mm. I, I guess just because Jordan Peele hasn't done as many movies, I'm a little more excited for his kind of second movie than I am for Quentin right. Tarantino's, what did you say, 10th movie? You know what I mean? It's kind of... Uh, ninth. Ninth, ninth yeah. okay. So I, I guess maybe for me, I have a little more anticipation for somebody's second movie than I have for something. Right. I know what Quentin Tarantino can give us. I know, you know, right. I have a little more anticipation to see if Jordan Peele's going to um, bring the same kind of uh, heat he did with the last movie. So, Right. But I, I think it's funny that we switched number one. Especially <laughs> since before we started podcasting, Fro said, I think we're going to have our the same number one for our movies. Yeah. And we were, yeah. You were close. You were cr- you were super I was close. close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have uh, many honorable mentions. Uh, Pet Cemetery was one. Uh, John Wick, Chapter Three. Uh, Rocket Man about uh, John uh, Le- uh, Elton John. Sorry, uh, Elton uh, Aladdin. I'm looking forward to Dark Phoenix, uh, The Lion King. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw, I'm looking forward to. Artemis Fowl and The Joker. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's see. I had Dumbo. Uh, I also had Lion King. I had Zombieland 2. Um, yeah. Uh, Black Monday looked like it was going to be a really good movie. Uh, and then just uh, okay. everything else uh, was ones that you had seen. But I wrote down here at the bottom line, most of these movies coming out in 2019 are either... Uh, superhero or comic, some kind of comic book movie, you know what I mean? Or yeah. se- a sequel to a movie that I never saw the first movie. <laughs> so, uh, as far as movies for 2019, this, for me, personally, is not looking like um, a tremendously great year, and last year was not a tremendously great year. Um, but if you're a comic book or superhero fan, this is going to be a great year for you. Just it's just that I'm not that, you know what I mean. So there yeah. you go. I saw two two that I forgot. Uh, Glass was on my list, and the Lego Movie, the second part. Right, two sequels as well, because I never yeah. saw Split, which I really do want to see Split. I want. I need to get around to watching that. Maybe I'll watch it this week. You do that. Okay, are you ready to talk about most anticipated TV shows? Right. Let me find my last year. Let's do that. Let's go back in time. I thought I lost my marker there for a second, but it just kind of slipped down into the book. Okay, there it is. Back in time. My number five, Everything Sucks, which did suck. Um, yep. AP Bio, which actually turned out to be really good. 
Um, Hard Sun, good. which turned out to be good. Altered Carbon, yep. which was like, eh, it was ho-hum. Eh, it, it was, was like, ho-hum. I think it came out at a time when all these shows that were about the exact same thing came out, and it just yeah. kind of got lost in the shuffle. Um, and then Counterpart was my number one, which is on right now, the second season, and it's still good. Yeah. It is so good. So, Luke, let's go into your number five. Uh, did I start last? I think it's your number five. I started last time, right? Did you start last time? Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I lost my, uh, my place. My number five is Judge Jerry. Judge Derry is an upcoming arbitration-based reality court show uh, presented o- over by uh, Jerry Springer, who was previously hosted cancelled TV show Jerry Pring- Springer Show. The series uh, will be in its first uh, syndication in the fall of 2019 and is distributed by NBC Universal Television Distribution. Uh, it's Jerry Springer just with the premise of him being a judge. Okay, Judge Jerry. All right, I don't know why you're yeah. looking for. Do you like Jerry? Did you like the original Jerry Springer show? Is that what you're? I, I loved the original Jerry Springer show. I I'm a, I'm a yeah. As as you will see of my list, there's a lot of things that doesn't look good but i love that kind of sh- shit sure so. okay i know i have i well i haven't seen him in a long time but i knew a guy that tricked his way onto the jerry springer show actually he really he faked uh he faked his own personality as a pimp like uh uh french pimp and got on their uh uh got a free trip to LA and all this other stuff, but he was, he called himself Mr. Ooh la la. And he, tri- he, he faked his way onto the Jerry Springer show. That was, a re- it, yeah. I worked with him in wrestling. He would, he was a manager for some wrestlers as well. So, wow. Yeah. What's your number five? My number five, uh, comes out next week. The passage bro. Okay. When a botched US. Somebody has- yeah, somebody has this higher on this list. <laughs> when a botched U.S. government experiment turns a group of death row inmates into highly in- infectious vampires, an orphan girl might be the only p- person able to stop the ensuing crisis. Uh, comes out next Monday, January 14th. Um, episode 1. It's looking at ju- just episode 1. Starring Brianna Brown, Brianna Howie, Michaela Belcher Third. Uh, just a bunch of people you've probably never heard of here. So, uh, kind of new cast. Uh, and yeah, I'm not seeing a director or anything. So, it, probably directed by multiple people. We will talk about it a little later. Okay. <laughs> My number four is uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the television show. I loved the movie. You yeah. have not still watched that movie, have you? I have seen it. I have definitely seen yeah. it. Yes. Many, you you uh, like? Yeah, you told me to watch it, I believe, and I watched it like a week later or something like that, yeah. Yeah, you liked it, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah. it, the comedy's really funny. It's it. 
um, that style, this is the thing I, I would worry about, is that style of uh, mockumentary mm. is a little played out, especially in TV yeah. with, like, your modern families and your trailer park boys and all these other ones. But as long as they do it okay, I think I think they'll make it work. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll see, I guess. Uh, three vampires who have been roommates for centuries struggle with the challenge of modern life, including paying the rent, going to nightclubs, and doing household uh, chores. This will uh, premiere sometimes in 2019. Uh, the network is FX. It has Matt Berry, Natasha, Dimitri, and Kevin Novak in it. Okay. My number four is called uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, or Roswell <laughs> NM. Some, some of them, yes. like, depends on where you go. But the CW network, after dec decades... Mm -hmm. After a decade away from home, Liz returns to her native Roswell to care for her ailing father. When she arrives, she reconnects with her high school crush, Max Evans, who is now a police officer. Their chemistry is electric, but Liz, soon's learn Liz soon learns something shocking. Max and his siblings are aliens who have kept their abilities secret their entire lives. As they grow closer, Liz struggles to keep... The truth from her best friend Maria and her high school ex, Dr. Kyle Valente, but concealing the si sibling's true identity is more important than ever. Uh, mm -hmm. January 15th, so this comes out again uh, next week. Uh, CW, like I said, starring Nathan Parsons, Michael Vlamis, and Lily Cowles. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not seeing a director on this either, but... Uh, Roswell, New Mexico. That was my number four. My number three is uh, a show called Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> After returning to her hometown of Roswell, New Mexico, the daughter of undocumented immigrants discover her teenage crush is an alien that's kept uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But yeah, uh, it's my number three. So <laughs> let's move on. I hope he turns out to be Alf. Because that would be great yeah. if he turned out to be Alf. <sighs> he eats her cat, and that's how we find out he's an alien. Um, <laughs> right, where were we? Number three? My number three. Uh, corporate mm. comedy show. It's another day at heartless multinational corporate hellhole, Hampton DeVille, where junior executive in training, Matt and Jake, are at the beck and call of a tyrannical CEO. And his top deputies, uh, top deputy brown nosers, John and Kate, working their way through an ever-revolving series of disasters seems to mean that Matt and Jake's specialty, and their only ally is human resources rep, Grace, who is strung out by Hampton's toxic culture. Uh, this dark, edgy comedy is the brainchild of writer-producers Matt Ingram and Jake Weissman, who star as their namesake characters. Comes out January 17th, Comedy Central, uh, starring those people I just mentioned. Do hmm. you know who is one of my favorite authors of all time, Luke? Uh, Carolina Kepnes? Yeah, her, her, her as well. <laughs> but uh, uh, First thing that's, that came to mind, yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder why. Uh, no, it's an author called Justin Cronin, have you heard of him? Research of any kind? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, 
on uh, author uh, Justin Cronus' trilogy of the same name, The Passage, is a character-driven drama that focuses on Project Noah, a secret medical facility where scientists experiment with dangerous worries that could lead to the cure of all diseases, but also could potentially wipe up the human race. When a young girl is chosen to be a test subject, a federal agent is tasked to bringing her in, but becomes her surrogate father, determined to protect her by any cost, even as Project Noah works threatens to unleash an unageable apocalypse. So this is my number two. Okay. I guess because you know the author that made it put it higher up on the list than for me because i didn't know that that author it makes sense yeah okay now it makes me more excited though because it it lets me know that you know kind of the origin material i was kind of worried number one because it's fox i'm worried that it's going to be a little propaganda-y uh but we'll see yeah number two (sighs) my number two nos 4a2 nos 4a2 Oh, Nosferatu, yeah. I've heard about this. I have it on my honorable mentions. Right. Do you know why this is on my honorable mentions, Luke? Why it's in your honorable mentions? Yeah. I don't know. It's based by a book by Joe Hill. Do you know who Joe Hill is? I don't know. An author? He's, uh, yes, he's an author and also the son of Stephen King. Oh, cool. I did not know that. Uh, yes, a little horror writer family there a young Vic McQueen discovers she has power to unlock portals to help her find lost objects as she delves Mm -hmm. further into this hidden universe she encounters many other inscape travelers some benevolent and some who have corrupted who have been corrupted by their power when Vic encounters Charlie Manx an immortal who stays that way by feeding off of the souls of children she makes Mm -hmm. a sworn enemy of Manx uh, coming out April 30th of this year. Let's see, who is this? The book this? is amazing. The book is amazing, and the the point that this is made by AMC Studios makes it uh, believable that it will be really good. Uh, starring Eben Moss Backrack, uh, Ashley Cummings, Zachary Quinto, mm-hmm. um... Mm-hmm. Love Sacred And I did not it's, notice that it was Nosferatu until you said that. I, I just see it says it's if you want to look it up online, <laughs> it's NOS four A two. That's a little right. weird because like let's say you're hanging out next to the water cooler at work and somebody's like, "Hey, did you right. see Nosferatu?" And you're like, "Oh no, I didn't see that. I'll have to check it out." And then you go to your yeah. cable box and you'll go into the search function and look up Nosferatu. You're not going to find the show. <laughs> Right. Maybe not the best marketing. Yeah. Uh, but that's the name of the book, so. Right. Well, I get it now, but I didn't understand it till before. Right. But uh, as far as I, uh, I, you know, I watched the trailer and I, I watched this little bit, and it all looks really good. So. Do you want to guess my number one? You haven't said it, but I think maybe you will understand it when I say it. Uh no, I don't need to guess it. Okay, it's Watchmen. Uh, uh, Watchmen is an upcoming American drama television series based on the comic book uh, limited series by the same name. Uh, 
the series created by uh, Damon Lindoff. Uh, <laughs> also <laughs> lost, uh, but uh, yeah, but uh, that has uh, set to write and produce it. Uh, Regina King, Tim Blake Nielsen, Tom Misson is in it, uh, and it will be coming out on HBO. So be good for fuck's sake. Okay, my number one top TV show uh, I'm looking forward to in 2019 that you already mentioned, Fro, What We Do in the Shadows. That's my number one really? FX show. Yep. Wow. And it actually has Matt Berry in it and everything, so I'm expecting it yeah. to be good. It's not It's not like they took just American actors and made the show. They are using right. uh, some of the original actors, and, and it will have that influence and everything. Um, and at, like you said, FX is a good... They have good shows. They do good stuff. So I can't see how... like I can see it going wrong just because they're going to Americanize it a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which is going to change it kind of, kind of like The Office. I feel like they're going to do a little... You know how the first season, The Office, uh, they're going to do a little yeah. bit of that. But I still think it's going to be good. And I always look forward more to comedy shows than anything else. And I think this is going to be a good one. Uh... Some honorable mentions I have. Should we do one and one instead of doing our whole list? Maybe? Yeah, one and one's fine. Uh, Good Omens uh, coming out on Amazon. I had that one, yeah. Uh, Snowpiercer. Look like it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Uh, the, the movie was really good. I, I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, I Am The Night coming out on TNT with uh, Chris Pine. Uh, Wayne looks like it could... It's like a comic book movie or TV show, I mean, but it looks like it could be kind of funny and good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? Uh, I've seen the trailer for it. It looks really stupid, but I, I like that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, Fam... Mm. What is this? It's an uh, animated show. Oh, okay. Uh, million Dollar Mile look. Have you heard about this? Uh, no, I haven't heard about this. It's going to be presented by Tim Tebow. <clears throat> oh, great. Yes. <laughs> Produced by Lee, Br <laughs> Lee Brown James. Can't wait for to see it. A reality show. Uh, what is it called? Undone is another uh, animated show coming out. Okay. Uh, True Detective Season 3? Uh, it had a show called Blood and Treasure. I don't actually remember what it was about, but I remember thinking it was good. <laughs> okay. City on the Hill? Uh, close enough. Okay. Uh, devs. Let's see. Did I? Okay, I had that. Uh, so I had some of the ones you mentioned. I guess the rest of them. I've got Lodge Forty Nine Season Two. His uh, Dark Materials. Uh, Glow Glow Season Three. Mm -hmm. uh, the Witcher. Uh, Bojack Season Six. Rick and Morty Season Four. Uh, Barry. Season 2. Not uh, watching Game of Thrones Season 8. 
Right. Uh, that's end. That's the final season as well. So I'm looking forward to that show completely ending, so I never have to hear about it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why it's on my list. I'm really looking forward to the last season of Game of Thrones, so I don't have to hear how fucking good it is. Right? Yeah, I don't have to hear people talk about how oh this oh I don't want to spoil and somebody died. Uh, the final season of Mr. Robot. Oh, uh, uh, I have a Norwegian call, uh, show called Magnus. Uh, that uh, is about uh, the worst, uh, uh, the worst um, policeman in the world. Okay. Uh, Stranger Things season three, obviously. <laughs> obviously, yeah. And that's my whole list. Oh, and then it's the final season of Elementary this uh, oh, yeah. year. So that's going to be the final season. Wrap everything up. So looking forward to the final season of that as well. Uh, let me ask you something uh, about my list. Are you not lo looking forward to Watchmen at all? I have no... In I actually didn't like the movie. <laughs> so, I know a lot of people like the movie. I wasn't even a fan of that. So, I, yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what HBO do, uh, do with it. I mean, I I have a feeling it will be kind of uh, I don't know. I, I I just hope they do the the source material proud. I'm sure. not a huge fan of of the movie. I uh, I I like it, uh, but I like the source material better than I like the movie. So, I, right. I mean, I'm I've never read the comic book. I saw the movie. It was too long and confusing and. I mean, right. it seemed like you had to have read the comic book to understand yeah. what was going on. Yes. That's a real hindrance, so. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, not interested at all, to be honest. Huh. Okay. That's cool, though. I liked your number one, so. <laughs> Since it was on my list and everything. All right, now we're going to go right into movies, I guess. I mean, uh, so we did TV, and then we did movies, and then we did TV, and now we're going to do movies again, so. What yeah. did you see this week in movies, from? Uh, this week in movies, uh, I didn't watch uh, that much. Uh, I watched uh, two movies uh, while he's really looking for what the one was called. Uh, the Losers. Have you heard about this movie, Luke? No, I have not. Uh, it came out in 2010. Uh, it's not a good movie. Don't watch it. Uh, I give okay. it two, two, two out of ten. It's right. a boring mess. Uh, I watched an, uh, a bad movie as well. I watched a, a movie on Netflix, I think, but it was actually came out earlier in 2018, I believe around July. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but it was it, it was somewhere in the middle of the year. Um and it was released on Netflix recently, but it was originally came out on Australia, not in America. Australia is starting to become my favorite place to find really terrible movies, bro. Uh, <clears throat> but this movie was called Occupation. It's about mm -hmm. uh, occup like the the Earth gets occupied by aliens, hence the name Occupation. And then these people in Australia 
kind of form and a group in the woods to fight back, and that's what it's all about, is fighting back against this alien race. Really terrible, really stupid, really cheesy. Uh, I gave it a 3.5. <laughs> but look, the main movie I saw this week, I know you have heard of, because it was in the news this week. Let's talk a little about the Globe and the Golden Globes. Jesus Christ, I can't talk for some reason. Um, what's the only thing that you remember from the Golden Globes? I don't remember anything, to be honest. I mean, we, we uh, watched TNA yes. this weekend, me and Fro and Bill, yes. Yes. Uh, the TNA yes. pay-per-view, and it was going on at the same time, so Bill was kind of giving us updates as to what was going on. I don't really give yeah. the Golden Globes that much credence, so I don't really remember, but go okay. ahead and tell me. I, I like, uh, I give, what's, I think what's, Emmys what's and the Oscars the matter. I think the Golden Globes are like, uh, you know, here you go, here's a pity, pity award. That's oh. kind of how I feel oh. about them. What, what would be the only newsworthy thing that came out of the Golden Globes be hint, hint? What, what news? I, I don't know what you're talking about, Fro. You're just going to have to go in. Oh! Uh, maybe thanking the devil? <laughs> thanking Satan for inspiration to play... Oh, that. Someone? Right. Okay. Uh, Christian Bale? Christian Bale. There you go. Thanks, Satan, yeah. for playing uh, the whatever vice, in Vice, playing the character in yeah. Vice, right? And uh, I uh, watched Vice this year, the, this week. Look. Okay, and what? And it is fucking amazing. <laughs> it's 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 my Oscar candidate uh, for this year. That's uh, that is uh, definitely one of the better movies I have seen in a while uh, about that kind of period. Uh, it's 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 so interesting, and uh, the way they filmed it is one of the best film uh, filmation uh, I have ever seen. Not kidding you. And uh, I think uh, his betrayal of Dick Cheney is one of the most uh, unhuman. <laughs> I understand why uh, he he thanks Satan. <laughs> um, and I, I love this movie. I will give it nine and a half out of ten. Oh, cool. All right. And then the last thing I saw, as far as movies go this week, I saw your number one movie, right? Of 2018? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hereditary. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't know if I know. I want to know if you liked it or not. <laughs> there is an ant crawling on the mo the top of the monitor of my computer. Get out of here, ant. Go away. Okay. Um, yeah, Hereditary. Uh-huh. And... It's about um, a woman who loses her kid, her child, and she's gr it's a mm -hmm. grieving mother, and she um, gets some advice from a kind of psychic. Um, uh, what is, what is the word for wh when you connect to spirits? What is the person that yes. does that? Right. Um, uh, yes. A me a medium. Right. A medium. Yes. And uh, and it goes from there. Horror movie. Uh, I mean, very well done. I'm. 
What's the name of the main character lady uh, in real life? I can't remember her name right uh, now. I, uh, I don't know. Never been a yes. huge fan of her as far as uh, every movie she is, she's in, she has to do at least two or three really, like, five-minute monologues that are just... It's... I, I feel like it's her only move, and she always does it in every movie, and it's a little overplayed. Um, still uh, a good Tony actress. T- yeah, Tony, Tony Collette. You you just know when Tony Collette's in the movie, there's going to be this five-minute monologue about uh, her life and, like, building up her character and all this stuff. It's in every movie she's in. That part, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I let that go. I knew it was going to happen. You know what I mean? Just, just let it be. Um... Overall, the movie is a little confusing, and I think, but it's supposed to be confusing. Um, mm. The real, I mean, the part that there's some parts that get me uh, at the end, which I can't really talk about. You know what I mean? Um, right. That I kind of went, yeah, but what about that thing that happened in the middle of the movie? How does this correlate mm-hmm. with what happened? You know what I mean? And then <clears throat> I think there's two theories as to what this ending means. Yeah. Um, but overall, I gave this movie a solid seven. So I still enjoyed wow. it. I thought it was good. Nothing. I didn't think it was number one of the year like Fro did. Uh, right. I felt like it, it was really great, but it just had a few issues. Is the only thing with hmm. this, mostly with the storyline, not with anything else. I'm going to say that I thought you either were going to. Love the movie like I did, or extremely hate it because that's more or less what I've seen out there. Either, either you, I, I'm not going to say get this, this movie, but that's kind of what I mean. You get this movie or you don't. Like my dad, he fucking eats this movie. He he thinks it's one of the worst movies he saw last year, and didn't understand the point of it at all. And I can I can understand it. If you buy the premise, I think it's uh, more interesting than if you don't. Right, but there's certain things in it where it's like, how would they know to do this at this time yeah. to cause this yeah. to happen? And when this thing that's happening is something that's happening totally at random, there's no way something can be predicted like this. Right. But then you got to think, okay, maybe supernatural... Some kind of supernatural thing is happening here that's causing, you know, like fate is involved in some way. You know what I mean? Like that's the only thing that if you don't think about fate in this movie and then kind of use that as like um, a way to make all the storyline parts fit together, then Mm. it won't it wouldn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. Uh, Are you ready to talk about escaping? Sure. Let's talk about escaping. In escape room. Little boxes on the hillside. I love that song. Weeds, apparently. I miss weeds being on. It was. I mean, it kind of got bad at the end, I guess. Weeds was cool the first three seasons. You can't contain your world forever. Try doing one thing that scares you over break, okay? This okay. An entry voucher. For Minos Minos escape, escape rooms. rooms. Be the, the first, first to escape rooms. Oh, that's the kid from Murphy Brown. And win a mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, 
When does the game start? I think this is the escape room. We should look for clues. What are we looking for here? Anything that looks like a puzzle or a code. It looks like an oven dial. Okay. That looks real. It's kind of warming up in here. Uh, excuse me. We'd like our hit now, please. Well, that's creepy as hell. <laughs> Is it getting hotter? How do we get it? Mannequins are creepy. It's Fahrenheit 451. Got it! Talk about immersive. What's wrong with you? That was real! Whoa. Dumb question. Are we outside? Is this Narnia? Let me get this figured out. Let's see we get the hell out of here. Mr. Tomness. <laughs> wow, that room looks cool. Upside yeah, that down. was a good shot. Yeah, yeah some of the shots really in this good. so far have been good. The one little down the side of the building and everything. That was a good one, too. They're watching us. They know every move that we're making. They knew everything about us. This is my hospital bed. So at the end of this, it's a bunch of rich people watching this all on, you know, a TV somewhere. Yeah, yeah okay. Surviving is a choice. So, look, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Right, escape room. Uh, six adventurous strangers travel to a mysterious building to experience the escape room. A game where players compete to solve a series of puzzles to win $10,000. Uh, what starts out seemingly innocent fun soon turns into a living nightmare as the four men and two women discover each room is an elaborate trap. But uh, this movie didn't have the best uh, press release to say it might work. Uh, they kind of came out with this movie maybe at the worst possible time ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want me to go laugh, into this BBC article? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, escape room fire in Poland uh, kills five teenagers, injures one. Uh, as well as 13 escape rooms have been closed in Poland after fire uh, in one venue kills five teenage girls. An owner of the facility has been charged with creating a fire hazard that led to the blaze on Friday. The girls died after the fire broke out while they were playing in a room at the venue in north northern city of Kazalan. Um, and, I mean, that's very sad. It's just yeah. really strange that it happened the exact same week that this movie came out. And this is the only movie that came out this week. Like, usually we do other films after so this. Strange. There are no other films. This is the only movie, yeah. and then that happened. Very, uh, we'll get into it, I guess, even more. I have something in my kind of reviews that talks about it, so. Yeah, I, like you said, uh, the reviews for this hasn't been amazing, what I have read. Uh, it's either people, like, really hating it or actually really loving it. I found a four-star review from Julian M. that said, uh, Escape Room was a surprisingly good movie. I certainly had a chance to emotion, uh, to be emotionless, unsatisfying, cash-grab horror flick, but it instead a complete story with uh, rather interesting characters. It flaws multiple 
subject scenes, and intentionally leaves just knots uh, untied uh, to make you leave the theater begging for more. I highly uh, suggest Escape Room to everyone looking for a solid entertainment suspending flick. That's one of the ones I said. Um, and then I saw Trevor P. that did half a star, just a really short one, and said, Sony just can't make a good movie anymore. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay, here's one kind of about the whole situation. Uh, Randy Williams, Randy J. Williams, actually, says, I'm so confused and may have, have witnessed the craziest coincidence in my life. So I, I saw this movie called Escape Room. It's about people trying to find their way out of this escape room. Anyway, during the movie, there's this part where they where they look at the newspaper, the newspaper, and it says five people die in fire in escape room. Also, before the movie, I googled escape room just to look up the show times, and the first thing that popped up was about was a news story about five people who died in an escape room uh, fire this past Friday. WTF? Wow. How is this movie had? How does this movie have that plot in there? And it also happened in real life. Wow! So it, it actually also has it in the plot. In the movie, uh, they look at a newspaper, and oh, the newspaper says five God. people die in a fire in escape room. Wow! That yeah, it's weird. This it is very weird. <laughs> that is beyond weird. I mean, I so weird that I wouldn't be surprised if nobody died and this was all some kind of really cruel viral marketing. I'm beginning to think so. Mm. The police were involved. This was a big thing in Poland. No, this it was real. It's just really, really yeah. strange coincidence. Yes. That is the weirdest coincidence. Do you think they did it? Do you think they... Uh. They did it on in, in real life on purpose? No. Uh, well, I mean, oh man, that would be so evil. That would be the most one of the most evil things ever, bro, to promote your movie. Wow. I mean, it's it's what terrible timing to put this movie out. They didn't I mean, they didn't know. They put the movie out and then that Friday night after the movie was already out it happened. So but wow, such terrible timing. Uh I got a couple I got, and it's in the movie that just so weird. It's really weird. It's like that's the a craziest coincidence ever that they actually have that in a newspaper in the movie that they died in a fire and that's exactly what happened in real life, right? Wow. That makes me believe in Jesus Christ. Don't forget to support him. Uh James Stevenson says so basically they combine cube with saw. Uh, which means everybody will oh. die except for a nerdy girl who will somehow get involved in another terrible, uh, another horrible thing that will lead into a sequel. <laughs> that was his review of it. Uh, Wes Wong's or Wes Mong says, "My son and I went to see it this weekend, and it's phenomenal. The ending was t the was totally wild, and I wasn't I wasn't expecting that." Uh, and then one last one. Uh, Leonardo Ibez says. Attention, director of Escape Room. Thank you for this masterpiece. One million times better than any of the Saw movies. Uh, saw it today, and it was amazing and incredible. I can't wait for the sequel. Thanks so much for for such an amazing film. So, like you said, mixed reviews here. Mm. 
So, yeah, we don't have any, any other movies to talk about in this uh, segment. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, no, I'm pretty good this week. Just audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a free trial of Audible, 30 days, and get a free book. Keep the book, and uh, it helps us out. Yeah, listen to that wrestling show where we talk about this pay-per-view. Now I'm going to talk a little about the pay-per-view that we saw this week. It was a really good pay-per-view, except the two last matches. Right, and even those, it was more that at least the one match we've seen multiple times. The women's match we've already seen, and it was kind of like we weren't, I, at least I wasn't that interested. The men's match just turned out not to be all that fun. Really, it was kind of right. right. But the rest of the pay-per-view, we had tons of fun with it. Lots of good matches, lots of good storyline yeah. stuff. And yeah. Um, and yeah, and I mean, just fun just hanging out with the three of us. So Yeah, so listening, listen to that wrestling show where we will talk about that pay-per-view. Uh, next week, uh, I think maybe we'll talk more about Brexit. Maybe? Oh yeah, well definitely because the the vote's gonna happen uh, on Tuesday, I if believe, is when it happens, yeah. and then we'll do the show on Wednesday. So yeah, uh, we will do manifest uh, episode eleven. We will do another digital review of the upside. What is the upside? Is it the upside of the downside? <laughs> I actually have no idea what it is, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. And then uh, we will do uh, uh, one of the things that if we had a list on of my uh, five top anticipated things to talk about this year, uh, Common Sense Media would definitely be on the list. Right, Common uh, Sense Media, of course, if you don't haven't listened to the show or you don't pay attention to the movie reviews, uh, very often rates movies, but um, yes, we don't know why, but we're going to find out next week. We will talk about it, and uh, I I can tell you that this uh, media company is a non-profit uh, organization that is extremely interesting. Okay, <laughs> we'll look that, into it. Yeah, all that next week. Anything else you want to talk uh, say before we go? Uh, did you see the Kendall Jenner Twitter thing? No. Oh, it's the Kendall worst thing ever. They like they put this thing out. She put out a video that was like, uh, "This weekend, guys, I'm gonna put out something, and it, it, it's something that's touched me in my life, and I think it's something that's gonna help a lot of people out there." Okay, so check out my video because it's something that I haven't been able to say before, but I'm I'm bringing I got the courage now, and I'm gonna say it this weekend. And then it came out this that that weekend, and guess what it was, Fro. It was a proactive commercial for acne medicine. She was yeah, selling acne medicine. <laughs> yeah, the crickets we talked about. <laughs> Isn't that terrible, though? To use that, that kind is... of thing and just be like, it, you think or... it's going to be like she had an abortion or something, and then it turns out she had acne, bro. So bad. Because nobody else has to have acne in their life. Right. And the truth is, she's probably uh, never even had acne. She's Kendall Jenner. What? 
Don't think Kennel Johnson. That is that. Uh, like I would understand if it was hemorrhoid cream, then I would like. Okay, I would respect that. Oh, that's something you can't. Yeah, you you wouldn't go around saying that, but yeah, acne. Oh, I would. I like like I said, I would. I would totally accept it if it was hemorrhoid cream, acne cream. For fuck's sake. Oh. Okay. Uh, I guess we will go home on that. <laughs> Remember to support Jesus, everybody. Yeah, go help him out. Hopefully, it all works out. I'm. We're just waiting for another video for him to post something to like let us know how it's going. So. Mhm. Mm we will keep you updated on uh, the Jesus situation, and uh, I think it's still funny to say that. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is funny. Yes. Uh, from United States of uh, America, his name is Luke. Yes, it is. And from uh, Norway, my name is Fro. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.